Over the past few Sundays, we have looked at the origins of the human race, made good by a good God, and how the enemy of our souls began his assault right at the very beginning. And after leading Adam and Eve astray, he obtained a certain dominion over this world, and he ruled by sin, fear, and death. We were put into a captured state by our first parents, so that all of us, bar Our Lady the one exception, are born into this world deprived of the state of grace, deprived of the life of God within us. But God, in his love, wants to have his children free and alive and in right relationship with him. The Gospel passage today has Jesus transfigured. He let his closest disciples see his hidden glory, that he was not just a very godly man, strongly empowered by God to do great things, but that he is, in fact, God himself come in human flesh. That he's visited by Moses, the great man of God, and Elijah, the greatest of the prophets, reinforces that Jesus is the one they and all the people of Israel were waiting on the one who would set them free, the one who would set all things right again. This was his mission as the Redeemer and Saviour of the world. In St. John's Gospel, Jesus tells us something that very much refers to the evil one and refers also to his own mission of redemption to overcome the devil and the hold he had on things. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The enemy of our souls steals, kills and destroys. These are the marks of his dominion. What does he steal? He steals the dominion over creation that God had entrusted to mankind. And so he usurps the rule which Adam and Eve were supposed to have over God's created order. What does he kill? All things were made to live because they were made by the living God, but now death appears on the horizon. But before it makes its full appearance, bringing the separation of the soul and body, death makes its presence felt to them through the encroachment of suffering, sickness and all sorts of physical maladies that afflict our bodies even to this day. What does the enemy destroy? He destroys the life of grace in their souls. He destroys the right relationship that had they had with God and now they live at a distance that left unchecked without an intervention from God will lead to pass into eternal separation from God. The enemy's very first attack left us human beings in an atrocious state, poor banished children of Eve, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. God, Jesus Christ, comes to the rescue, comes as the Redeemer, sent by the Father in the power of the Spirit to make all things new. The second reading on this second Sunday of Lent tells us Jesus has abolished death and he has proclaimed life and immortality through the good news. 
When Jesus walked among us proclaiming the good news, he accompanied his proclamation and teaching with signs and wonders. He healed so many sick people. This was a sign pointing to the fact that he had come to drive back death's influence on our bodies. He forgave sin, driving back the much worse sickness of the soul. In today's gospel and over and over he says, do not be afraid. Why not be afraid? Because he is with us. He has come across that distance between us and God. He comes to be with us and he is for us. Jesus, by becoming man, takes his place as one of the sons of Adam. He calls himself so often in the Gospels, the son of man. And he comes to rescue all the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve out of the cruel slavery of the evil one. And he is so humble in becoming one of us that it's almost as if he goes unnoticed by the enemy. The special revelation of the transfiguration we see in today's gospel lifts the veil for the disciples on who and what Jesus exactly is. The enemy's chief sin is pride. He could never imagine that the great and almighty God would lower himself to actually be a human being, flesh and blood. So while he knows that Jesus is the Messiah, knows that he is mighty with the power of the Holy Spirit, he can't quite grasp that Jesus is actually God, the great almighty God in the lowliness of human flesh. And that is his fatal mistake. He presumes that Jesus, even though he is no slave to sin and is full of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is still one of the many captured sons of Adam. And the enemy presumes, therefore, that as soon as Jesus dies, he will be held by death, which until that moment was under the devil's dominion. And so as Jesus expires on the cross, the evil one presumes to claim him. And that is his undoing. For death tries to swallow up the very one who gave life to everything there is. And in so doing, death is overcome, for he bites off more than he can chew. All the powers of hell, sin and death lie broken at the feet of the risen Lord Jesus. This we will celebrate at Easter. He has rescued us out of their slavery. We need fear no longer. By his own atrocious sufferings and death, freely accepted and offered for us, Jesus has taken our separation from God, our brokenness, our deserved punishment upon himself. By his resurrection, he has led us out of slavery. From sin, he brings us to right relationship with God. From the sentence of eternal death, he brings us to the reward of eternal life. From slavery to the devil, he brings us to be truly the sons and daughters of God. No wonder Jesus encourages us to, to be not afraid. At Easter, we will hear over and over the proclamation that Jesus is risen and Jesus is Lord. He is the risen Lord Jesus. What does that lordship of Jesus means? mean? Jesus is the Son of God, 
and so all creation already belongs to him. But he is also the son of Adam, and so finally all creation is back in the hands of humanity as God originally intended. Jesus is Lord of heaven, and now having bested the devil and crushed him, he claims back what is rightfully his and rightfully ours. He is Lord of heaven and earth. Jesus is universal Lord, universal King. Jesus is Lord. He has won the victory and now he reigns forever as the risen, conquering King. The kingdom, the power and the glory are his now and forever. Jesus is Lord. Within those words are contained all the truths about who we are, where we come from, where we have been led to and how we were rescued and what the Lord offers us as our eternal reward and inheritance. The first Adam gave it all away. The second Adam, Jesus, seizes it all back from the grasp of the evil one and he holds it out to you and me. Now that's good news. Next Sunday, we will see how we should respond to that offer, that gift, that good news. Created good, captured by evil, we have been rescued by Christ. What next?